0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Can you help me redefine Truth and preservation of our soul shine I can feel it, yours and mine Close your eyes and witness it inside In your bones, you will know Trust and let go let it flow
1: all things in the name of love. Episode 11, Finding Your Creative Voice with Linda Bard. Today, we'll be talking with Linda Bard, who is known as the executive muse at her company, Find Your Creative Voice. A sought-after life purpose mentor and international best-selling author, Linda has been a creative entrepreneur and storyteller for three decades. She is famous for transforming her cosmic acupuncture moment of being bitten by a diamond-back rattlesnake into her life's work. As a transformational communicator, she helps people get incredibly clear about the vulnerable underbelly of their compelling core message, claim their unique gifts, and let go of old stories that no longer serve them. As she loves to say, I help to see you so you can be you without apology. Oh, Linda, that gave me chills. I love what you're doing in the world. Thank you.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. Because
1: it's it's one of those things
2: where you want people to know about this work. And so that's why I'm out here, you know, and being blessed to have opportunities like this platform and, and people who understand it and appreciate it, because we are at a time right now where... We are being called not just to carry a sign in the street, but mm-hmm. to uplevel our own vibration and you know make that send out that ripple effect to bring love to the universe.
1: That we are. I've been feeling it a lot lately, and um, so I'm really glad that we are all bringing our gifts to the front to help others open up to who they really are. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your journey. I, I know I have the honor of knowing you outside of this as a voiceover talent, which you've been doing for over three decades. And you also have this innate ability to see. When did you realize this and what was your journey? Well,
2: we all have a soul path to travel and what I love to tell the the people that I work with is that we come in remembering all of these things about who we are, the magnificent beings that we are, the gifts that we have. And over time, we forget because we're living, you know, under the expectations of family or church or friends, teachers, all of, all of these people that are, you know, helping to shape us in, in oftentimes many good ways. But we have this tendency to live according to the expectations of others. and And so when you have I mean when you look at children and how they play and what how they learn you know they don't look at mistakes as oh you know well i suck because that didn't work it's like okay well that didn't work but what might you know what else might work or oh how, what's another way that we could make it not work i mean they they have this open mindedness this joy for discovery and we have this tendency to lose that over time. And for me, I think early on, I was, I've always been an inquisitive child. I I love to know the why of things, Mm -hmm. but I think probably my biggest gift and also my biggest sorrow was that, um, a week before my eleventh birthday, uh, my dad died, and he was mm-hmm. thirty-four years old. And it was, it was, you know, I mean, you can only begin to imagine how traumatic it was. And at that point, this was in the mid-sixties. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Elizabeth Kubler Ross had was nowhere on the scene yet, mm-hmm. and and so grief was dealt with. And I grew up in, in Chicago in the Midwest. So grief was dealt in that sort of Midwestern thing of, oh, honey, I'm sorry, but you know what? Life goes on, you know, pick it mm-hmm. up, pick up your boots and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and so for me, at that point in time, I really kind of just w- was in this place of, okay, fuck this all bets are off i you know i played by the rules i've been a good girl i've been a good you know catholic all of those things that made me think i was you know living right and doing the right thing and everything like that it, it was just it it was very freeing because then i was not listening to or being influenced by let's put it that way the the things that i knew were not in my best interest so from that point forward i really a- allowed myself to tune into that inner voice that had always been there mm-hmm. to to guide me uh, forward in 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 the next you know decade of my life and uh and that's how i got into this place of Um, mirroring a musician uh, when everybody was telling me, are you crazy? And (laughs) moving across the country Mm -hmm. to a place that didn't know really anybody. Mm -hmm. And it was just approaching life with that sense of adventure that a child has in many ways. And then I, you know, when you open yourself up to, saying yes please to the universe even though you may not know how that's going to show up that's when i was introduced to a friend of mine who introduced me to my agent and then i you know started doing on camera work and voice work and and it just it opened up all kinds of things for me so yeah that that was and i also encourage my clients to look at those moments as not happening to you, but happening for
1: you. Mm. You brought a memory to me of one time I went to see Michael play at a wine bar. And I walked in and he was filled with delight. And then I looked at you and you were so filled with joy that I started to tear up because it was so amazing to see that you were celebrating the delight that he was feeling. And you were spreading that joy. And that's because of the place where you're coming from. Mm,
0: thank
1: you. And it was just so beautiful because I, my mom's a musician, so I know. To celebrate the one who brings that gift forth, and just be in the moment of that that experience and allowing yourself to fully be present is a really amazing gift well, and I think that is you know thank you for
2: for remembering that because of course I, I feel it in the the moment, but it's nice to know that other people can be attuned to that, mm-hmm. but that, I think that's one of the reasons that we you know, two creatives have been able to, you know, be together. I mean, I, we're going to be married. Holy crap. Again. <laughs> like, you know, it's long when you can't even remember the number of years, <laughs> 30, 37 years uh, next
0: month. Oh.
2: And, and so that for me was, I think one of the the, the biggest things is that I, I, I couldn't necessarily marry a businessman per se. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't going to ma- marry a, a top salesman or something like that right. because I knew that the language that I spoke around possibility and ideas and expression and and stuff like that, that would be a, a challenging fit. And And so finding somebody that you can dialogue with in your language and that's one of the things that i talk about you know and the work that i'm doing now which is is hand analysis is what is your emotional style where are those places that you have inside of you that your soul basically was assigned i mean you took this assignment actually to to understand certain aspects of what uh, what you wanted to learn about. You took the assignment because you wanted to learn about it and overcome it or make it an ally. And you took this assignment because you are uniquely
0: equipped through all of your experiences to be that person. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a process for those who didn't have the 11-year-old awakening to find all of the beliefs that aren't us to become who we are. And I'm sensing that's part of your process with what you do is helping people uncover those unconscious beliefs. Am I correct? It is. It's It's...
2: It's a, a mining of what, what their soul's agreement was in this lifetime, as far as what they came here to, quote unquote, be. And it's less about, uh, you know, you came here to be a lawyer. Oh, you came here to be a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's really about what is your soul's curriculum that you want to follow. I mean, I, my mentor calls it that we're all spending time at Earth University. And we choose to major in a particular area, and and so there are four main areas: love, peace, wisdom, and um, what's the third? A fourth one. <laughs> Just drew a, drew a blank. So so that part of where we get into, so I'm, I'm actually in two schools. I'm in love and wisdom. And, and so for me, the lens that all of my, uh, experiences are filtered through is being emotionally authentic and taking my knowledge and not Mm. just sitting on the fence, but doing something with it. And for me, it is, that's one of my biggest challenges is feeling all the feels and not mm-hmm. stopping myself from, you know, getting another book to read more about it so that I am the expert, you know, Oh, if I just do this, <laughs> if I take one more class, if I do one more thing, you know, I'll, I'll then I'll be ready. And so I, <laughs> you laugh because oh. you know that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't it at all. And, and so it, it's, but rather than beating myself up about you know oh i'm i'm just so emotionally shut down here or oh i why don't i get out there and do this you must suck you must not be good enough
0: mm-hmm.
2: i don't go there because i understand that that's part of what i'm here to learn in this lifetime how to sit with the emotions how to process the emotions how to release the emotions mm-hmm. how to not Get caught up in the oh well, I'll do it tomorrow mentality or the scarlet o'Hara
0: thing mm-hmm. and and so it's it's a a guidepost for me to to say,
2: Oh, this is showing up again why don't you take the plunge why don't you just do it why don't you dive in and It's interesting it's like the just do it I, you know I love to I'm actually looking to apply a lot of this work in in conscious uh, businesses, nice for various teams mm-hmm. to to understand how the team works together because a team can have a a group purpose and mm-hmm. a team can also have a group lesson that they're here to learn. but I look at you know the the just do it thing of, of Nike, and it's like, oh, that's totally school of wisdom. I'd be curious to know you know who came up with that
0: mm-hmm
1: that slogan you know it's so funny because it's usually applied to the physical right Mm -hmm. do it and you go through these massive endurance trials and that's great but tuning into the emotional just do it oh my gosh right so scary because that somehow going through that triathlon or scaling that scaling half dome or something like that that's somehow easier Despite all the physical training for it, that's somehow easier than going within. yes absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And, and and that, I
2: think is is one of the challenges for our society when we're we're at this place of, of just opening to uh, an awareness and and ultimately, the awareness is within. You know and mm-hmm. and we've been so caught up in looking outside of ourselves for the answers, and yes, we can learn things, our experiences will teach us stuff, but it's sitting there and going within that is often the challenge because we've become so conditioned to go and do and be and you know. And now with the advent of our phones, I mean it's 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 insane, and I'm Mm. I'm guilty of this. I try to to stay off my phone as much as I can, but often fail.
1: I understand.
2: (laughs) And it it's that thing of well, what is what is going on in somebody else's life? Mm -hmm. And then of course we fall into that trap of comparing ourselves or whatever. I mean, I love technology as a way. I mean this for example, how we can do a podcast without having to go to a studio and sit in a, you know, and record it that way. So I love technology for a lot of ways to keep
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, us in touch. And, and we both, we both have vo- voice clients around the world. And I have hand analysis clients around the world because of the technology that's available. So not and technology by any stretch, but. But it's really the knowledge that we need to gain is self-knowledge, and I you know I think that it's because of our unique life experiences that we you know have gathered this great wealth of information and and that we can share to transform the life experience of someone else, mm. and when we bring all of our gifts, when we acknowledge those gifts, when we identify them, then that's sort of how we're wired to complete that task and you talked about being using intuition or just being sensitive to what's going on in the the collective of of consciousness and stuff uh we all again we all have that ability
0: mm-hmm. i
2: mean y- you hear stories all the time of i mean when you when little kids have an imaginary friend. Who do you think they're talking to? Mm-hmm. They're talking to some spirit guide, whatever. That that because the veil ha- is so thin that they haven't put up these multiple barriers to uh, communicating. There to them it's normal because that's just how it is. And for us people automatically compare it to oh that's weird what the hell they they because that comes from a place of fear ultimately Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and it's like what are you afraid of if you could get guidance from entities spirits basically what it is is the energy of love that is trying to help us you know get our shit together in this plane of existence
1: why wouldn't you want that? Yeah. I think it's because that's what we're taught. We're taught that yeah. we're separate. I mean, we have this this feeling in our souls that we're separate from our first incarnation when we first separated, but then it's reinforced by power structures that don't want you to connect. <laughs> I know for a fact, like yesterday I was at the Nathan, a nature conservancy site being a naturalist and I talked to the plants I was in awe of I think there were vultures flying around and just taking the wind and just stepping back and realizing that Mm. that interconnectedness is what really matters to me and allowing myself to feel it We all have that ability. I mean, in my garden, there's a big cedar at the base of the, or across from the garden, and I'll go up to it and thank it for being the protector of the land. And people look at me like I'm insane. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And in their view, I am. And in my view, the tree is actually hearing the thanking. I feel it feeling the gratitude. And so if somebody doesn't feel it, that's not my responsibility. It's not my problem. And that's one of the many layers of limiting beliefs that I have had to work through. And I'm sure a lot of people have had to work too, is that what other people think of you doesn't matter to you. Right. And,
2: and that is one of the things, right? So now in the work that I do, oh, and let me go, go back because this was bugging the okay. crap out of me that I couldn't remember this, but so the four schools are love, peace, service and wisdom. Mm. Um, so I'd missed service, but one of the things that I work with people on is because there's, because the universe loves a good joke. Sometimes they will equip you with this purpose and then they will equip you with uh, skills that might be in conflict to that or an emotional style that might be in conflict with that. So talking about like your heart line
0: mm-hmm. on your hand,
2: which is the, the very first line that goes across your palm from just below the base of your fingers, where your fingers attach to your hand. So that very first line is your heart line. And and that is our emotional style. If it's If it's very straight, then you're a little more reserved in how you approach emotional things. If it's has a curve and it sweeps up, then you you get a little more invested emotionally in, in different things. But each particular type of heart line has a non-negotiable need. So if uh, you have a heart line whose non-negotiable need is connection, that's how you're wired. And, and so what will happen is you will be the person who goes out and in some situations, your, your style, you love to nurture. That's how you show love. The blind spot around that is, oh, I don't have any boundaries. And so I'm just giving, 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 self-sacrificing. And, and we, we apply, you know, we say, oh, all women have this, they give too much and stuff like that. And that's, that's the societal condition piece. Mm-hmm. But if that woman is living that way, but she has a heart line that is really, she's wired to say, I want what I want and I want it now, mm-hmm. but she doesn't say that now she's going to have this, what I call divine discontent with inside herself mm-hmm. because she is not honoring that part of her that is just as valid as anything else that is a part of her her being so well you know we once you understand those aspects of yourself now you can see that you can call upon them you can develop them you can tell them to take a back seat if they're being pain in the ass i mean that's the other side is that there are some people who maybe have a sort of like two inner voices, the the good angel, the bad angel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, do this. No, don't do that. do that. it's like you can choose to say, I'm I'm making the decision here. Why don't you just shut up and, and go do something else right now? Mm-hmm. And when it's really ultimately about taking, empowering ourselves to live the life that we came here to live.
1: Yeah, and and finding becoming so. Let me get the thought process going here. One of the things that I've found in my meditation practice is, for the first five years I was meditating, I had to have a guided meditation every single yeah. day because otherwise my mind would wander. And then I started doing um, a modification of a Wayne Dyer practice, which he goes ah, I go om. And some days I have that perfect quiet in between the inhale and the exhale. And sometimes I get conversations in between. <laughs> <laughs> and and knowing that that, the conversation isn't me, it's fear, it's distraction, it's resistance. Mm. Because the me that I really am is connected to that divine energy and it doesn't need any distractions. And so do you have any suggestions? Because I, I know what mine are, but any suggestions on how to bring awareness to that mind chatter? The, the, the one thing that
2: I will say is allowing the mind chatter, in some ways for me it is a way for it to be to rise to the surface and then be released does that make sense
0: mhm
1: yeah it does
2: in other times i have to ask is it a thought that i need to pay attention to in regards to when I'm in my everyday world, having awareness around how it's impacting me, mm-hmm. I I'm not. I struggle the same way you do with the the meditation piece of needing to have someone talk to me. Because and and so for me, because I'm wired to have. A gajillion thoughts. I mean, that's just the mm-hmm. the creative nature of who I am. Mm-hmm. It, you know i I could like say, "Oh, I'm never going to do this because it's just too hard." But to have a guided meditation, that doesn't mean I'm any less meditative. It just means that that works for me, and so. Mm-hmm. I guess that's ultimately what we're talking about. What works for you without you using the aspects of who you are as an excuse, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And that is the,
2: I think ultimately the biggest takeaway of of yeah. this work with with hand analysis is, you for for all the things that perhaps had been an excuse for how you showed up in the world, now you understand. Oh well, that's either you know just the the shadow side of this particular thing, or that's something that i I came here to learn more about, like if you have a life lesson around trust and surrender
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's not only about uh trusting and surrendering to trusting in others or surrendering to the the bigger picture. it's also about trusting yourself, right surrendering mm-hmm. to the the parts of you that are wanting to take you off the the path and and do you say okay maybe where do i want to do i want to go here because maybe i'm going to discover something absolutely amazing or you draw the line in the sand no i'm not going to let you take me down this rabbit hole and that is the 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 place that allows us again to have those experiences gain knowledge and awareness around them, and then bring the stuff that we do best forward to help the planet.
0: Hmm.
1: So to that, when did you realize you had the gift of your hand analysis? So for me,
2: this was uh, about I think this was like around two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I had been living this life of being creative. I you know, I had my voiceover business, uh, which was fabulous because it allowed me to be a stay-at-home mom, but also have creativity and make money for not having to work forty hours a week. And and I started in a, a second business. Writing and producing audio tours for museums, and so I was. This is great. It's fabulous. And I just got to that place where what I now say to my clients or in my copy is, is "Yeah, well, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Now what?" <laughs> because I had, I I was living these things, but it wasn't enough. I you know I was getting called to give back in some some way bigger. And so of course, mm-hmm. when you say yes to the universe, what happens? Stuff crosses your path, people cross your path. And I discovered this gal who was, was teaching hand analysis. And I said, Ooh, this is really cool, because of course it appealed to my left brain of ooh, lots of data and statistics or not statistics, but a huge database mm-hmm. but it also appealed to my right brain because it allowed me to open up and and channel information that needed to be shared with that person at that time and so i started on the path and ended up actually going to uh learn uh from the the person who created this system his name is richard unger and his uh it's the life Prince hand analysis system, and I trained with him for um two years and then I tutored and taught in another year with him and I just found it absolutely fascinating because I'm one of those people i mean we're we're all interested in learning more about ourselves right so we'll take the mm-hmm although you don't see them anymore now that the um, that it's been determined that the uh, the Russians have used the BuzzFeed tests as ways to gain information about (laughs) your interests. Uh, But we all, you know, we take those little BuzzFeed quizzes, which fairy are you, which mm -hmm. you're blah, blah, blah. And, and so all of those types of things, even Myers-Briggs, any of those, they're, they're ways to, gain more information about ourselves, but it comes from an external place, right? And and for me, I'm always thinking, okay, well, what answer should I pick to get the outcome that I want, right? You know, my, my, my brain is always trying to game the system in that regard. <laughs> and, uh, and hand analysis is basically, you've got this roadmap you know, your fingerprints are, are formed 16 weeks in utero. And that's the energetic map of your soul's agreement of what you came here to be. And the, the other lines in your hands are a reflection of the major lines are formed, obviously, but the other lines are a, a reflection of the neural pathways that are formed from the thoughts that you think over and over again, right? So like the the wagon wheel ruts, on the Oregon trail. It's, you know, mm-hmm. they're that deep because people just kept following them over and over again. So when you, when you are out hiking and you go off the path, now you have to trust your instincts in some ways. I mean, you might have a compass or whatever, but I think we've all been in that place where do I go left or right? And you hear this little voice, you got to go right. Right. And and so Mm -hmm. taking that information, seeing that what I'm doing is just basically reading the map in your hand. I I have no attachment to it. And when you talk to people about it, Mm -hmm. they what they love is that you are helping them remember the parts of themselves that they have either forgotten, you know, hidden away. Or just distance themselves from because they think it's a bad thing, and you know you talk about that joy on someone's face. I know exactly when they are in that place of, of uh, reconnection because they'll get this big smile, or tears will come, or you know it. It's just this opportunity to have someone who is just holding space for you to rediscover yourself. And so this was powerful, powerful work, but of course, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm. And, and it was just like, well, who am I to, you know, be this? Because when I found out my purpose of, of inspirational communicator, transformational healer, Mm. all of that, it was just like, oh crap, well, you know, so what, I got to be the next Dalai Lama, you know, or, well, there's already an Oprah, there's no, you know, and so, of course, we go to that place of thinking we have to be the absolute biggest best, and, and I just, um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, and one of the things I say is that we do live, we, you know, most of us, I would say, for the most part, are living an aspect of our purpose, so this, this, communicator, transformational communicator piece, I was living in, in, a, in a certain way because I was, you know, communicating, doing my voiceover work. I was communicating by helping people who came to a museum have an experience that they could
0: mm-hmm.
2: take away and connect to, connect to and take away, as opposed to feeling out of place in some ivy, uh, ta- ivory tower kind of thing. Uh, so I was doing that. But again, because I listened to that voice inside of me, that inner guidance that said, there's something more you gotta give back.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: and being willing to just say yes to that, not knowing what it is, then these other things came into my life. But so I'm I'm two years into doing this. And actually this was before I I was studying hand analysis, uh through some online stuff, I hadn't studied with Richard yet at that point, but I was at a conference in um Arizona when I was like, "Oh, I don't know this online stuff is uh, it's too much for me man man i don't I'm not supposed to be a healer you know if I'm supposed to be doing this, then I need a sign, and that was at like three o'clock in the afternoon and at about nine o'clock that night, after an evening session uh, at this hotel, go out to the parking lot to get into my car to drive back to my friend's house, and I get bit by a diamondback rattlesnake.
0: oh
1: my gosh,
2: <laughs> I mean, in the parking lot of this luxury hotel right oh
0: my gosh ah. yeah, I wasn't
2: hiking or anything, ah. and I just you know and and I mean the the whole connection about this, right? So, I this happened in Tucson, Arizona. I was in Tucson. Uh, We had gone; my family had gone to because my grandparents lived there. Had gone for vacation. Then my mom and dad drove back to Chicago, and uh, we were in Tucson when my dad died back in Chicago. Mm. Then um, I had come full circle to be back in this place to get this message. Right. Mm. And, and I knew it was a message because I had spent time in the desert in Tucson and had never, you know, had gone capturing, um, you know, tarantulas and jars and all that kind of stuff. And never once had an issue with any, um, any desert creature. And I knew that, this was because in native American culture, snake medicine is very, very powerful and it's about transformation. It's about creativity. It's about yeah. because they travel on the ground and they f- sense through the vibration of things through their belly that uh, this was about tuning mm. in to that intuition and and, and like I say, shedding the skin of stuff that doesn't serve you anymore. So, um, so I didn't really freak out, actually. It's like, oh, I think I've been hmm. bitten by a snake. And Michael was with me at the time. And he's like, uh, you're going back into the hotel. We need to and so I ended up going to the hospital. I was in the ICU for two and a half days. Wow. I had lots of amazing visits, <laughs> visitations, hallucinations. <laughs> and and I just at that point. Realized, okay, this is this is big, big yeah, medicine, yeah. and I I don't uh, recommend that anybody who wants to, you know, become a healer <laughs> go and get people a rattlesnake. Uh, but but there are opportunity. You know, that's what it took for me, and um, and so going forward, uh, that's when I said I got to study with this guy, and I got to do this, and bring this forward. And it's, uh, it's the work that gives me, I mean, I love doing voiceover and I love communicating uh, with visitors to museums and stuff like that. But this is the work, the hand analysis work gives me the most, uh, the deepest joy, the 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 most spiritual joy, the, the, the um, confirmation that, yeah, I am, totally equipped to do this. I am a badass at it. And I will lovingly support you while we're going through this, but I will also challenge you to step out of your comfort zone.
0: I I think we will get that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a beautiful, albeit frightening journey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, I can't really get more subtle than a diamondback rattlesnake biting you. Oh, gee, were you trying to get my attention?
2: But everybody, everybody has, every everybody has their, you know, their cosmic two by four moment, and and so you know, it can be uh, the loss of a job, the death of a parent, you know, the uh, divorce. I mean, there are various aspects. And again, oh, yeah. how do we interpret that? Is it happening to us or for us? And in and in some situations, perhaps in, in the death of a child, even it's it takes a long time to examine and, and come to terms well how the hell could this be happening for me? Yeah. Is, that- but out of so many Situations that you see today. I mean, the the Marjory Stoneman Douglas parents really being vocal advocates for for gun control mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, there has to be meaning, and we have to find a, a a place for us to express what we're here to to do to heal the planet. And and uh, but first, we got to heal ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And through that self-healing, we can heal the planet.
2: Absolutely.
1: Because whenever I get a trigger, I intentionally, so I took a vow of peace three years ago, and one of the things was taking out violence in my life, so I intentionally don't watch the news. But every once in a while, the news comes to me regardless of whether or not I want to see it, and something over the weekend, I'm not going to get into detail, something over the weekend really triggered me, and I was like, okay, so if this is triggering me, that means I have the trigger within.
0: Mm.
1: So what, what's the message I'm getting for myself that means that I have to heal an aspect of myself so I don't ever get triggered by that again? And for me, it was about standing in my own power. Yeah. Because I have allowed myself in previous iterations and in this
0: lifetime
1: to not fully stand in my power. Mm. And when I do that, it's reflected all over the place. And it's hard because I've already gone through that clearing and some wounds are just like really, really deep and they have different facets. Oh, absolutely. It's like, I, like I, <laughs> I am pretty sure I cleared this one like five or six times already, but there's some aspect that's still in there, which is why I got triggered. So, yeah, getting yourself quiet to sit with that is a pretty critical behavior to cultivate,
0: I will say. Mm. So, yeah. Well, I mean, and again, we
2: do have that inner wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if you're wanting to wrap things up or not here, but one of the biggest mantras that I believe is when you change inside, everything outside changes. And the the challenge around that is there are people around you in your life who like you just the way you are.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: when you change, that challenges them and if they're not ready then that creates a whole dissonance for them
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and you have to be good with letting some people go in your life that no longer serve you and um i mean obviously our most intimate relationships that's very can be very very much a challenge but friends or business associates or whatever that just don't serve our vibration that that don't hang with us in our our higher vibration. Yeah, you let those go.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I, what I ask my clients is, you know, I, I mean, if you if you really truly believe that, I want you to breathe and go inside and ask. Well, then what am I waiting
0: for? Hmm. Yeah, because that's. Because they're not going to change. <laughs> right. They're not going to change. And, and to have
1: the courage to face yourself. Yes. That's not, you know, we'd celebrate courage with athletes. Mm-hmm. And for some reason we neglect to celebrate the courage of the empath. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I, it it is. It's courage of athletes, or courage for someone who has overcome an illness, or it, those things that we can readily identify. But yeah, if you've raised a child who struggles with being in a traditional environment because they are just so overly taking on the energy of other people and the emotions and feeling the feelings and, and that sort of thing. Uh, if you've raised a child like that, you know how courageous they have to be to to go and show up at school every day. And then a lot of them mm-hmm. don't. They'll drop out because it's it's not that they're not smart. Um, it's just that the environment just mm-hmm. is not work for and support them
1: indeed yeah and
2: (laughs) you know and that's one of the things i mean in my big vision of where i would love hand analysis to go is to to have this as a as a tool for counselors Mm -hmm. in schools Mm, i love that to to be able to identify the gifts and the the purpose that a, a child has and not with the intention of like molding them into, Oh, you must be a gymnast. You are, you have long legs. So you must be a gymnast, right? You know, <laughs> it's, it's just, okay. This person has uh, a leadership purpose. What does that look like? Help. Mm-hmm get them into some debate classes get them into this that or the other here's a person who is um is creative that's their nature don't make them play sports if they don't want to because that's not their thing
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and that's i guess part where when you start to look at how how vicariously adults live through their kids my question is always, well, why are you making them do the things that you didn't do that you wanted? Right? Yeah, well, that
1: that's that's a whole other discussion.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it <is. laughs> yes, it
0: is. But
2: again, that's why I say I help you to see you so you can be you without apology. And that's what the the world needs is for people to just own who they are take action learn from their mistakes and move forward because every single one of us i mean you know when you talk about people second guessing themselves and go oh how special am i really or whatever the fact of the matter is is that no two people on this planet have the same fingerprints I mean, identical twins don't even have the same fingerprints. So if that isn't telling you you're unique, then obviously we have got to deal with some of the other aspects of it. But you, you're this piece and we're all, we're all this, these puzzle pieces. And if you Uh look at, and this is another thing that I will get people to kind of, understand their role it's like okay so you you're doing a a jigsaw puzzle and it's on the table at your beach house because of course you want to visualize what you're going to have in the future and and you go and you go to to look at it and there there's a a piece that's missing Mm -hmm. you don't look at the rest of the picture your eye goes immediately to that missing Piece,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Yep. And so, if you are that missing piece because you didn't develop your gifts and and step forward in some small fashion on your purpose path, then uh, you you matter. You count. You will
0: complete the whole. Yeah. Mm.
1: That is a beautiful, powerful way to end. Mm. So one more question. Yeah. How do people find you? Well, they can
2: go to my website, which is findyourcreativevoice.com. And they can also, um, on that, they'll, they'll learn a little bit more about hand analysis and, and uh, the services that I Offer. And then also, there's a link to if they want to schedule uh, a soul synergy session that is a 30 minute call with me that is complimentary. And we can discuss a little bit about where they are uh, in their life, what they're open to discovering and uh and where they are ready to begin uh discovering that part of themselves that that needs to be expressed and and how that uh how that can happen, so again, find dot com and schedule a, a soul synergy session <laughs> one of those tricky you know the the alliteration
1: oh yes the alliteration
2: <laughs> but uh but yeah, it's, um, it's a journey that once you open yourself up to, uh, it is just, you
1: can't imagine going back.
0: Mm. Thank
1: you so much for opening up yourself Thank to you. this beautiful Thank gift so that you can help others heal. Thank you, I, I appreciate it. And you, and we all have our,
2: our ways of doing it. I mean, you're doing a podcast and, and it's like, Oh gosh, I, I would like to do a podcast, but, <laughs> but I, am I? No, I'm not. So thank you for, for you doing it. Because again, that, and, and I want to say one last thing, one of the challenges of this work as a healer for lack of a better
0: term um, is that we don't know how it shows
2: up for somebody in your case, you, you you do this, you put it out there, and you don't know whose lives you're impacting from the person from them
1: listening to this, and the same, unless they leave a comment, what's that? Um, unless, unless they subscribe and leave a comment.
2: <laughs> well, right, and, and and yes, please subscribe and comment. But the same thing with this work, it, it's like I know I, there's an impact in it, immediately, mm-hmm. and if they're in my immediate world here in Portland, then I can see the evolution of stuff. But clients in other places mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know what what transpires for them. Right. And um and that's because we we do want in some ways validation or appreciation, that doesn't always occur nope. in this situation and and so we have to be good with well I'm just putting it out there because I know it's gonna make a difference. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, but I know it's gonna make a difference. And and
1: I I, I was fighting this for a year before I finally succumbed to it and said, Okay, I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing all right, I'll do the podcast (laughs) because I was so scared of what other people would think of me. And then I was like wait a minute, I it's not about what other people think. Right. It's about how I'm showing up. Exactly.
2: Yes, that's, that is, is ultimately the most powerful thing about that is Mm -hmm. when I show up in my brilliance, then the brighter I shine my light, the more I allow others to shine theirs.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: with that, my dear, I shall stop the recording. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you. The action item of the week is tune into what you do well. Is it baking? What does baking mean to you? Sit with that and tune into the feelings that thinking about your innate skill elicits. For me, baking is an indicator of love. Extrapolate. How then are you called to express your love? If you think you have any resistances, sit with it some more. If you feel called, get in touch with Linda. Until next week, I wish you the highest peace, love, and true prosperity. Namaste.